welcome once again to Shepherd Staff. I'm Apostle Paul D. Young. <clears throat> so glad you could join us today. If you don't know what Shepherd Staff is, if you're new, well, it's designed for pastors, church leaders. Anybody can listen and watch, but that's my focus and that's what, who I'm directing it at. But I think it'll help anybody that'll take the time. Praise God. All right. <clears throat> Each week we're going to dig in the Word, we're going to draw on wisdom, we're going to learn some things. Hopefully I'm going to challenge you, going to encourage you in the Word, going to get you maybe some things you didn't know, and and I'm going to draw on my experience. I have been over the mountain, down the river a time or two, and uh, <clears throat> if, if I can use that to help you, that's the goal. You know, so often pastors say that they they feel that they are underprepared for what they have to do. And that's, that is true for most. <clears throat> uh, Bible school alone does not adequately prepare you for the ministry. You need some mentoring. You need someone that's been down the road that's going to help you, <clears throat> show you the ropes, so to speak and teach and train you and if i can do that in some small way praise god we got people that uh, tie in to shepherd staff from all over the world and i'm just glad that i can be an encouragement and help and and maybe i can help you to avoid something that would cause pain and trouble and heartache and damage to your ministry well let's let's dig into what we got today I'm getting ready to go on a trip to Thailand. I usually go over there twice a year, <clears throat> teaching a Bible school and train pastors and leaders. And uh, uh, I'm kind of short on time, so I don't know that today's uh, session will be quite as long, but I've said that before and that didn't work. <laughs> but we'll, we'll dig in, and I'll probably be doing one of our shepherd staff's uh, uh, broadcasts podcast from over in Thailand. So you can look for that next week. Praise God. <clears throat> well, I want to dig in here. I've been going through some of the, what, what I call my nuggets files and things that I have written down. Whenever the Holy Spirit makes something real to me, as I'm going through the day, as I'm encountering different things, I, I try to put it in, into a file that's in my phone. Things I don't want to forget. And uh, <clears throat> here's the first one that I've got for today. And there's several that are connected. When your heart decides a destination, your mind will begin to draw a map. When your heart decides a destination, your mind will begin to draw a map. <clears throat> don't say, I can't do that or we can't do that or that's impossible the, the minute you say that I can't or it's impossible your mind then puts a block up a roadblock and says no sense even thinking about this no sense figuring this out <clears throat> that's it done and if you say I can't or I won't or it's impossible it won't happen I don't care what it is but when you say how can we do this? How can I do this? <clears throat> now, you have 
given your mind permission to begin to search for ways. And then you begin to listen for your heart. Your spirit man can begin to listen and search the things of God to find out how can we do this. It's possible. I just don't know how to do it. I need some wisdom. I need some instruction. I need some some uh, direction on this. I want to go back to Genesis chapter 37 because there, there's the story there I'm sure you're familiar with, the story of Joseph. Now, Joseph was kind of a uh, spoiled brat kid. He was the, the youngest at that time before Benjamin showed up. And uh, he was favored by his father, and that caused his other his brothers, older brothers, to, to dislike him and and actually to hate him. And uh, uh, in verse number five of Genesis 37, it says, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. When you get a dream from God, be careful who you share it with. Just because you got a dream, a vision of what God wants to do in your life, in your in your family, in your ministry, <clears throat> doesn't mean you should blab it to everybody. Because there, you'll find out there are some people that think you're nuts. Some people, they just do not want to agree. They have very limited imagination, limited... Uh, word, and they're not going to help you. They're going to try to shoot it down. But it says they hate him, hated him the more. And then we go down to verse number nine. It says, and he dreamed yet another dream. Now, we know from reading the whole story of Joseph, these were dreams from God. Now, his brothers didn't believe that. His family didn't believe that. His dad was kind of wondering, what is with this kid? I love my kid, but what is this he's saying? <clears throat> it, it says uh, that he pondered these things. But it, let, me, let me finish reading verse 9. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun, moon, and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him. And said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brother brethren <clears throat> indeed come bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? <clears throat> and his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. His brothers, they were putting him down. They were making fun of him. They were belittling him. But the the word tells us here that they envied him. They wanted to have a dream. They wanted to have a future. They wanted to be able to look forward to something. <clears throat> but because they didn't have it, they made fun of him. Joseph had something in his heart. He didn't know how it would happen. He didn't know where it would happen. But... <clears throat> Because he had something in his heart, his mind 
began working on how to make this happen. Now, he had, he had a lot of roadblocks thrown in his way. <clears throat> you know the story. He went out to find his brothers. <clears throat> they saw him coming. They threw him in a pit. Some of them wanted to kill him. <clears throat> and then they sold him into, into slavery. Caravan headed to Egypt. Wow. That is definitely a roadblock. That definitely is not a good thing. And you've had some roadblocks. <clears throat> but are you going to give up? Are you going to quit? Just because things got tough? Because things got rough? The next nugget that I have here ties in with this. You cannot help someone who has no clue as to where they want to go. <laughs> Boy, isn't that the truth? I'm going to go over to Proverbs chapter 23. In Proverbs 23 and verse number 15. 23 and verse number 18, excuse me, 18. For surely there is an end, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. Hmm. Amplified says it this way. For surely there is a latter end, a future, and a reward, and your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. Your hope and your expectation. <clears throat> See, you've, you've got to have an idea of where you're going. You may not know all the specifics, but if you're called to the ministry, you should have an idea what it is you're doing. Uh, you're pastoring the church. Okay. Well, what do you, what's the idea? What, what is the dream? What is the vision? What are you doing? Well, you can just go to the word and get the basics on that. You're equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. <clears throat> you're, you're getting people saved. You're, you're getting people healed, get them filled with the Holy ghost, get them delivered, uh, discipling them in the word, you're reproving, rebuking, exhorting. See, right there, that's a mouthful right there. If that's all the vision you got, all the dream you got, that's good. That's good. You do that, you'll get a reward from God. Yes, yes, indeed. The word says so. <clears throat> then Proverbs 24 and verse 14 says, So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul when thou hast found it, then there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. Amplified reads this way. So shall you know skillful and godly wisdom to be thus to your life. If you find it, then there shall be a future and a reward, and your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. <clears throat> if you'll stay with what God has shown you, stay with the dream, the vision God has put in your heart, God does not give dreams or visions just for something to do to fill up time or to uh, excite you. No. God gives a dream and a vision so that you can know that you are going somewhere so you can get through the stuff you got to go through to get prepared and equipped to do what he's called you to do. If you don't know where you're going, you'll give up in the preparation. You'll give up in the equipping. 
you'll give up when it gets when the tough gets when, when the the I was going to say the tough gets going when the going gets tough when when the going gets rough because it does sometimes. <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you that being a pastor is easy. I'm going to tell you there's great rewards. I'm going to tell you there's great times of rejoicing, but there's a reason why the word says that as a pastor, you, you have to do it, your job with long suffering. You got to stay with it when it doesn't look like it's working good. You got to stay with it when people, <clears throat> even though you teach and preach to them and you, you encourage and you, you counsel and you give them wisdom and they don't do it. Or they think they're smarter than you. Or they think they got a better interpretation or whatever. You got to stay with it. There's a reward. Now, I know some people, some people will not do it right, no matter which way you do it. Tell them. Some people, they just are stubborn and hard-headed, and they're going to do their own thing, no matter what you do. Those people are frustrating, but don't focus on those. See, I had to make a decision along the way. I am going to pastor the people, the sheep that will follow me. People that won't follow, I I don't disciple those. I don't discipline. I don't correct them. Why? They won't listen. If they won't listen, why should I spend my time on them? I'm going to spend my time on the ones who will listen, the ones who are correctable, the ones who are teachable. That's where I'm going to focus on. <clears throat> but people need to have an idea of where they're going. And that comes from the wisdom of God, the, the direction of God, the input of God. If somebody doesn't know where they're going, encourage them to stay open and just keep serving God, keep doing what the Word says to do, and God is going to let them, let them in on a little bit of the picture along the way. God's going to give them some vision and some dream so that they can persevere and keep going. John chapter 16 and verse number 13. I like this one. <clears throat> Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. One of the things that the Holy Spirit is going to do for you and for the people you pastor, he's going to show, if they will listen to the Holy Ghost, one of the things he's going to do is he's going to show you glimpses of the future. I just read it right here. Let me read it in the Amplified. But when he, the Spirit of truth, the truth-giving Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth, the whole full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him. And he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. God, through the Holy Spirit, will give you a dream. He will give you a vision. He will give you destination. He will show you this is where you're going. This is where you're going. No matter how impossible it may look, 
Stay with what God said. Stay with what God said. There's a reason that he told it to you. Now, if you don't know if God said it or not, well, then we'll just back off and wait till you do know what God said. <clears throat> you know, I've, I've seen, seen people come up with things in their minds, things that they want. Well, just because you want something doesn't mean God said it. Said it. Make sure the dream and the vision that you're following came in your heart from the Holy Ghost. It's what the Holy Ghost showed you, not just something you thought. God doesn't back up your thoughts. He backs up his word. What did he say to you? That is very, very important. <clears throat> and then the last nugget I've got here for today is you will be led by whatever you are filled with. <laughs> That's right. Whatever you're filling yourself up with is going to lead you. So you could have the greatest dream and vision from God in the world, but if you're filling yourself up with the wrong stuff, with the stuff of the world and not the word of God and not the wisdom of God, you're not going to go there. You're going to be led by the wrong thing. And I see people all the time <clears throat> that are filled with the wrong stuff and they're going the wrong direction. Uh, Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 14 says, The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. In other words, if you fill yourself with the word, then you're going to be satisfied with that. Amplified again says, the backslider in heart from God and from fearing God, and that, that's important. You can slide back from fear, fearing God. Doesn't mean you got out in the world and you are a backslider, like some people talk. <clears throat> but if you stop, having a fear of God, fear of the Lord, fear of his word. And that means not that you're afraid of it, that you have an awesome respect for it, an awesome respect for what God has said. Oh, that's necessary in the ministry. That's necessary for leaders. An awesome respect for what God has said. Now, that what he says can come in a lot of different ways and can come through other men of God. You're your spiritual father, whoever that is. You do need one of those. You need a spiritual father, someone that has the, the authority given by you to reprove and correct and, and straighten you out and tell you you're doing dumb stuff when you do do dumb stuff. And don't look at me like I never do dumb stuff because that right there was dumb. Okay. All right. Now, we all need help. We all need help. <clears throat> now, it says, the backslider in heart from God and from fearing God shall be filled with the fruit of his own ways. You're going to be filled with the fruit of your own ways, whatever your ways are. If they're right, you're going to get good fruit. If they're wrong, that's not going to be good. And a good man shall be satisfied with the fruit of his ways, with the holy thoughts and actions which his heart prompts and in which he delights. That's good stuff right there. Oh, glory to God. And then Proverbs chapter 16 and verse number three says, commit your works unto the Lord and your thoughts shall be established. Now the Amplified on this one is really good. Roll your works upon the Lord, commit and trust them wholly to him. 
he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. That is excellent right there. <clears throat> Commit your works to the Lord. Don't just blindly go on and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. <clears throat> Find out what God wants you to do. What God has put in your heart. What God has directed you to do. <clears throat> you know, th there have been many times in, in years past, decades past, where I tried to do something because somebody in another church was doing it. And let, let me let you in on a little secret of what is going to happen if you try to do something because somebody else did it. It's called the El Flopola. <laughs> it's called failure. It's called frustration. It's called wasting time, resources, money, because it won't work. You know why it won't work? Because it's not what God told you. It's what you saw somebody else did. Well, they did it and it worked. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's probably because God told them to do it. You want to do, in your ministry, in your life, you want to do what God tells you to do. You are a unique individual. You are not that other pastor. You're not that other leader. <clears throat> you are you. And I remember somebody saying this. <clears throat> if you are busy trying to be somebody else. Who's going to be you? God created you an original. Don't die a copy. <clears throat> God created you. You have unique talents, abilities, skills, <clears throat> mannerisms, ways of doing things. Don't be copying somebody else. Now, this is, this is different than in, in Timothy. It tells us to commit the word to faithful men who will be able to commit it to others also. <clears throat> That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you trying to do and be what somebody else is doing and being. The word, that works for everybody. <clears throat> but, I mean, I have tried to do things. I have done things, special days and special events and, and and all this because somebody else is doing that. And it worked for them. And look, look what the results they got. And it totally failed, flopped. And I did everything to the T like they did it. And then I got mad. I got mad at the people. I got mad at why it wasn't working. I was going to give the people a tongue lash and I was going to straighten them out. And God told me, don't you dare. Don't you say a word. And I, I listened to God. <clears throat> now, the key to success, I'm going to wrap up with this. Key to success is obedience. Did God tell you to do something? And did you do it? Anytime I have somebody come to me and say, <clears throat> God's just not talking to me. I tell him, go back and do the last thing he told you to do. Because probably a good percentage of the time, excuse me, the reason God's not telling somebody to do something new or something else is because they haven't done what he told them last time. <clears throat> God is not obligated to give you new instructions if you didn't obey the last one, didn't do them. 
success in ministry and success in life, according to God, is defined by obedience. Not what do the world think. You've got to be careful. You'll get into this numbers game <clears throat> that I'm successful if I have big numbers. I've got to have big numbers in my ministry. I've got to have big numbers in my church. i got to have... Da, 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 da. No, you don't. No, you don't. What you've got to do, according to God, is obey him. Do what he said. That is success. When you've obeyed God. Your rewards in heaven are not going to be based on what people thought of you. Not on numbers. They're going to be based on, did you do what God told you to do? That's what your reward will be based, be based on. <clears throat> so that's, that's what I challenge people with. Simply do what God told you to do. Well, I think I gave you enough for today. Praise God. It's been good to be with you. Good that I can come and <clears throat> maybe deposit a little bit in you, encourage you, strengthen you. And I'll tell you what, if you determine you're going to do what God told you to do, he's going to give you strength. He's going to help you do it. Praise God. You step out, his anointing will come on you. And his anointing will be the, the secret sauce that helps you get it done. Praise God. Well, till next time, I call you blessed. We'll see you right here next week on Shepherd Staff.